Right before I crossed this railroad track, he said, you choose now, life or death. Wow. That was the final call for him. <clears throat> Welcome to Squeaky Tree Podcast. My name is Nathaniel, and this is my beautiful wife, Jessica. And we have a wonderful podcast with our friend, wow. worship leader, slash singer, slash... Annoyance. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say pain in the butt. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, she's been um, been with us for a few years, and we're gonna have fun, so it's gonna be great. But um, yeah, so why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? Um, well, I'm Stacy. I am a teacher. Well, first, I'm a mother. First, that's yeah. that's the first thing I need to say. Um, but by trade, I am an educator. Um, in this fine time to be an educator. It's great. Yeah. Um, but I'm a brand new homeschool mom and a, and I work full time. So that's also a challenge. But um, I've been married for 25 years. <laughs> I have to think about it. So, Once you're married a really long time, wow. you really stop counting. Just like Renee and Adrian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the theme today. Yeah, we've been married a really long time and we have uh, three children. Um, actually, I also have a stepson. So we have four children. Okay. All right. So what are we getting into tonight? Today, yeah, so tonight, today's topic, or our focus is sex, secular <laughs> <laughs> Our focus is sex. <laughs> that could be a podcast that a lot of people might need to hear about. <laughs> Apparently that's where we're going, so. We're keeping this all in, by the way, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, this like, is not getting edited I'm out. I'm just letting you know that a lot of people might want to hear the difference. Oh, there's between a topic that part on that. Another one. You know, like, there's, a, there's, there's a complete difference with that. Woo, let's try that again. Today's focus is not that. Today's focus is secular parenting versus Christian parenting. Is there a difference? And what happens when you go from one and then become a Christian? How does that affect your kids? So that's that's where we're we're gonna be talking today. And the reason why she is joining us for this topic is because, if I can say, that you weren't a Christian for um, the earlier part of your life, and then you got saved, and now you are. And so through the process, just giving background a little bit is, you know, um, so having the kids and stuff, a lot of them mostly were raised during the secular, your secular years. And so now doing Christian, you know, there's that toss up now. Do you want to explain more like, um, so what did your life look like before? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good question. Wow. Um, all right. So my life, well, I was having fun. I'll be honest. I was having a lot of fun. Um, I was a bartender part-time, um, made a decent amount of money, um, and worked full time. Um, so I just kind of did what felt good. You know, um, and I'll be honest, it was, you know, you have knife time and that's really kind of where, where sin is, you know, it, it's, it's enjoyable for a while. Um, but yeah, I would go out to bars and, and party and, um, play pool, horseshoes, I mean, which is fun, mm-hmm. but it really was the environment, I think, mm. of all those things. Um, I used to smoke, so praise Jesus that I still have a voice because really I should not have any sort of singing oh, voice wow. whatsoever. Um, that was my life, really. Just being very selfish. Mm. Definitely being um, focused on self, how I felt, what I wanted to do. Um, and what did parenting look like during that time? Well, 
anything the world did. So I can think of a time um, we were going to Myrtle Beach and uh, Tim was, Tim, my husband, Tim, he was away quite a bit and he was in the military, he's retired. So he was back and forth quite a bit. So I was pretty much the head of the household Um, when he was gone. You know, I run the bills, I run the discipline, um, things like that. So a lot of that stuff was was put on my shoulders a lot and and by no fault of his own, but it was just the career that he was in. Um, So, you know, you kind of get caught up with wanting to do something for yourself, you know, so, um, I felt like I needed release. So I would right. go out with my friends, you know, and there's, right. and I thought nothing was wrong with it. So my kids were left alone a lot with a babysitter, a lot with a babysitter, you know, cause I was working part-time too. So mm. I was really focused on myself, what I wanted, um, my career and there's nothing wrong with ha- wanting a career, but it was, what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. So more than, what am I going to do for them? Yeah. Um, I would put them on a bus to go to a church on Sundays while I slept in, you know, okay. you know, my, well, because my parents did that, you know, mm. my parents, you know, wanted us to go to church. So they put us on a bus. Um, I'd let them pretty much listen to any music. You know, I was into some sort of rap music and things like that. So I never really paid attention to the words. It was more about jamming out in the car with your yeah. kids and, right, right. you know, having fun. Um, with them but it was just kind of you know discipline was more of yelling and screaming Mm. than it was trying to discipline and love Mm. um and with with scripture behind it yes to for them to understand why um but those were that's kind of what life was like with them and when did you make the shift from the party life to the christian life yeah what happened yeah like what made that shift um my dad actually made that shift happen. So it was 2012. Um, actually, it was 2011. End of 2011, my dad was starting to kind of go through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty rough on our family. 2012, he uh, passed away suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in kind of that threw me into a whole idea of depression. Um, yeah. Just because it, it, it was quick in the circumstances, um, it, they just kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Um, he actually committed suicide. Mm. So, wow. He, um, and it, it was kind of rough on our family just in general, like, cause we didn't know where it was coming from. Mm. Um, so at that point it really questioned, you know, my focus after he passed away was, oh my gosh, did he go to heaven? Because a lot of people would be like, right. people who committed suicide, um, don't go to heaven. Mm. But, um, so then I started to get in deep depression yeah. and, and really thinking about why, why couldn't I help him? Um, and I remember before that I was already going through a lot of stuff just internally because I, I realized that God was calling me, but I was fighting it, mm. you know, fighting it um, a lot. And things were rough just at, at home, you know, just with Tim coming back, being retired and getting used to him being home all the time mm. um, and not dealing with the military life. Yeah. But so I just kind of started to get into that depression. Um, so it was almost a year from the time that my dad died. I remember heading to work one day and on Gallant Green Road, there's this um, a railroad track. Mm-hmm. And I remember just crying out like, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit where I'm at. I'm, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of being absent. Like I, I really was an absent wife, an absent mother, an absent daughter. Yeah. You know, I'd, I would 
was just starting to feel sad all the time and cry all the time. And I remember just right before I crossed this railroad track, he said, you choose now, life or death. Wow. That was the final call for him. Like, I could tell that it was final. Um, So when I crossed the railroad track, I literally said, I choose life. Wow. So That's so um, cool. It it was. So every time I see that, and for years, I would cross that same railroad track until I changed jobs. And every time I I cross, I'd be like, thank you. Mm. because that was, I really felt like that was his final call for me Mm. because I did give my life to Jesus when I was like nine. Right. You know, and, and, and I do agree that kids can give their life, but if they're not discipled, Mm -hmm. like we talk about, then they're not going to grow up to really follow Jesus. Yeah. So my parents did the best they could, you know, they put us on a bus and we would go to church and we would learn. Yeah. Um, we would get candy if we learned Bible verses. Yes, yes. But right, if that discipleship right. wasn't always happening or, um, you know, and, and they weren't raising us that way. And, and I don't want my mom to listen to this and think I'm not grateful or thankful right, right, by any means, but you know, it, if, if we don't know you, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, and we only do the best we can. That's right. Um, so, and then again, later on in life, I uh, was going to a church and I was, um, I rededicated my life and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and I started to raise my daughter, you know, really follow uh, Raising Kids God's Way. It's by Ezo and Ezo, I think. Okay. It's a, it's a, a book. Yeah. Um, so I started with her a little bit and I could see things progressing. But then again, I think that I got bit by that selfish bug. Like I've graduated college, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm not staying in this area because I can't find a job, so I'm going to go and look for a job mm. and not wait for God. I, I didn't wait for God's answer, so I moved here, back here, home. And then that's when I started to walk the desert, I call it, for 10 years straight. Wow. Okay, yeah, what so. A, and so, okay, so after you chose life, then you moved here because you graduated, and what does walking the desert look like? What does that mean? Yeah. Walking the desert. Okay. So for I mean, me, besides, we all know what a desert means, but what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like what, like why, you, why are you using that? I'm using that because it reminds me of the children of Israel mm, or exactly okay. how they were given, they, they were brought out of Egypt mm-hmm. and they were give the, the promised land was in sight for them, mm. but they were stuck in the desert a whole lot longer than they really should were, have been. Re, yeah. They were right. stuck in there longer. So they kept walking back and forth almost in circles, like wow, yep. constantly. I mean, they had the presence of the Lord in front of them and behind them, and they still were disobedient. Yeah, You know, so that's what I felt like that that time um, in the desert for me was more of disobedience and, yeah. and sitting in selfishness, you know, mm. and going just my own way. Yeah, mm. You know, I okay. wanted a job. I wanted to start my career, and mm. um, this, is, this is what I was going to do. Not, Lord, what do you want for me? Right, <laughs> right, right. So that's okay. what I mean. So then now, now that we have a good kind of background of where you were and where you came from, um, how did you, like, you know, what were the challenges with your kids? You know, like seeing mommy this way to now seeing mommy this way, you know, like. like what so what, after it? the 10 years you're talking about? Yeah. I think yes, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me kind of preface it with this. Even becoming born again, mm-hmm. 
you still go through that phase of still trying to get rid of the junk, mm-hmm. the trash can of the yes. selfishness. Yes. So starting to try and parent that way wasn't going to come naturally or easily at all. So I, I'm, I'm going to still say that there are times where the trash is being pulled out and that, so I would say four years in, I'd really started to see that I need to focus a little differently on my parenting because what I was doing wasn't working, okay. but I was still trying to um, follow Jesus, try to listen to his voice, you know, um, and sometimes I would make harsh decisions and instead of using the word of God to, wow. to guide them, it was more like I felt like I was beating them with mm. the word of God gotcha. to okay. guide them, mm. which then I think turned more rebellion mm. at that point. Cause I always recall when I, when I try to discipline and I would hear, why do you always got to bring God up into it? Mm. So do you feel it was rebellion <laughs> more towards you or rebellion more towards God? I think it was more rebellion towards the shift, you know, okay. of my expectations. Okay. Of because you had changed. You said, okay, now I'm going to focus on God and expecting your kids to be right there with you. Oh, yeah. Same page, same time, everything. Like, if, if I believed in Jesus and he was my Savior, then my kids should be right there next to me, walking oh. the same pace. That's what I thought. And and that's not... that's Not taking into consideration the years that... Yep. Okay. Wow. So, and and I think that's when I had sent you that message about um, fruit Mm -hmm. and the the roots. So, um, and this morning I was thinking. Can you explain that? Oh, oh, okay. So once in a while I I write quite a bit. Um, I have tons of journals in the house, but then once in a while I'll go ahead and I'll put it on video. And I'll send it to Jessica. Yes, they're amazing. <laughs> I, I love them. I send them to her because I know that if I send them to her, she's just going to listen and she's going to be truly honest about what she thought. They're always good. Um, amazing. I normally escape to the shower and listen to them. <laughs> Turn it all the way up. <laughs> Great. I get to go <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, it's quiet in there. <laughs> it is her getaway. That is true. Me too. I'm mm-hmm. going to go take a shower. Yes. Go on for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's quiet. So I was reading, and um, and I came across a verse, and I'm going to look at my book because I'm not. Yeah, do it. So, That's fine. Um, I came across Matthew 12, 33 through 37. It says, make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. Mm. Um, so for me, that hit me a lot as um, just me in general. Like, are people seeing the fruit? Mm. And then it's not just fruit in me, but are, are people seeing the fruit in my children, in my marriage? You know, um, so then I thought about parenting in general. Like, you have to intentionally make or feed the tree what it needs. The, the sunlight, the water has to be planted in the right soil for it to grow. Right. Or if, and if you just plant it and just hope, sh- there you go. That it's just going to grow mm. and, and love Jesus as much as you do. Um, that, that, that's where I was at that moment. Mm. Um, realizing that I think I needed to be, um, or I wasn't nurturing my kids the way they should be. Yeah. You know, because that fruit is evident. It's evident when we see, and I see your boys, how you guys are raising them. Uh-huh. You know, um, it's actually kind of funny when you discipline them. I don't mean to giggle when you do it. <laughs> But <laughs> I giggle because you've Nathaniel just gives them this look and like Eli just over the place, you know. 
<laughs> I mean, he does because he mm-hmm. knows that you mean business, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at that time for me, if I think about my youngest, Eli's age, it would be literally like all out yelling, mm-hmm. you know, you should be listening. And there are times where it's like that now, even as a Christian, um, because you, you fall back to those habits. Right, it's habits, absolutely. It is his habits. But to, I don't think I really worried about the soil that I was in, you know, mm-hmm. I figured if I, if, you know, if I made enough money and I provide food, a bed, you know, you're not doing drugs, you're not a drunk, you know, you're not doing these other things mm-hmm. and, and you're respectful to adults and you're a good person. I'm doing a okay. Wow. Right. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's true. Yeah. But I think, I think, um, I'll, a lot of parents think ha- that way. Yeah, yes, so I think I think it's so good that you're saying it like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, where does that put you now? Like, <clears throat> you know, with obviously you're a lot more um, you're out of the wilderness, the desert, as you <laughs> said, and you're uh, you know more grounded in the Word of God and your relationship. So, how are you sharing that with your kids now? Who you have a teenage boy, you know, and then your other two, your I'm other ch- children that we know have, have met are, um, they're grown and they're gone. grown, they're gone, you know. So how are you sharing that the fruit to help get deeply rooted, like with Jake, and then with your other kids that you don't that are gone? Um, with my oldest, um, he always and, and he always calls. He's, uh, he's now your family. oldest is the one that we've met. That's in the military, correct? Yes, he's okay. twenty six. Uh, he's twenty six. He's in the Air Force out in Las Vegas. Um, so with him, um, it was more like he calls and goes, house church. Oh, great. You know, it was really good. This is what we've talked about, you know, so he'll, he'll, he'll ask Mm. and we'll have conversations. We went camping and, and, uh, Tim and I will sit down and we'll have conversations Mm. uh, about God and, and about the word and about the things that we believe. So, um, I'm believing that the seeds are planted, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I always tell him that I'm praying for him, you know, when he goes away or when he's deployed, right. things like that. So that's the way I do it with, with Jonathan. Yeah. Um, Jonathan's a science believer. Okay. He be, you know, he believes in evidence and, and science. Yeah. You should send him our, uh, uh I did. Act- well, I wanted, nice. that's, I want to send that to him. It was, um, yeah. yeah Cause it's shows not like, it, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can, uh, science, science is good. And with, with Michaela, you know, she kind of grew up. She came here starting right about those nasty teenage years. Mm. Um, so she has had the word of God. You know, mm. she's got, she was with youth group with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, sometimes the world speaks louder, especially in public mm. schools. By yes. no means there's nothing wrong with public schools. I'm a public school teacher. Yeah. Right, That's right. not what I'm saying. But if, if they're not already grounded and, and have their root in good soil, um, that's sort of like, you know, dropping the seed as the farmer yeah. goes and bird snatches it. It's gone. Yeah. Right. So, um, so and even now, right now, I, you know, I say I'm praying for her or she's not feeling good. Um, she would ask me to pray for her, things like that. Right. Because once they, really once they reach uh, adulthood, it's more, um, you have to like tread differently. You have to, you know, it's, you have to be more careful. So what you're doing really is from what I'm hearing you is you're kind of just, you keep planting seeds and you keep throwing water on them is yes. really what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and through prayer, obviously, and God's love and kindness, 
is what draws and then showing them how you've changed in your own life and just letting them see that example i think that's wonderful yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. well with jake it's a little different jake that's a different podcast (laughs) jake is a whole different world (laughs) yeah um no we love jake no no jacob is amazing he really he really is he is stubborn he is (laughs) independent and i say stubborn in in a good way sometimes but he is very independent and he's an independent thinker. Like he's totally different than my other children. Like he just, I could literally drop Drake in a wilderness and he will survive. Like right. right, right. Yeah. I really, and I always used to say that where my daughter would be like, if I felt like if I dropped her in the middle of the woods, that's not going to happen. Right, right. You know, they're just so different, you know? Um, right. Like, yeah. But um, Jake, I believe has a heart um, of an evangelist. Mm. I just don't think he knows it yet. Wow. Mm. Um, he is very passionate. It so would, how are you going to, if you see that in your kid, because this is for, you know, for parents, that yeah. if you see that in them, how are you like encouraging that, you know, like not forcing it No, not because forcing they have it. to make that decision, mm-hmm. but how are you like encouraging that, you know, for him to seek mm. seeking. And I, I pulled him for homeschooling this year. So having Bible, mm-hmm. um, make him um, compare the different worldviews because he has actually shown interest in wanting to learn about the different worldviews. Very good. Um, he says he would like to, and at first this like so he's like more inter- he's interested in like apologetics. Really, is kind of what he, it is. I, I think it's starting that way, mm-hmm. you know, because he'll he'll be like, well, I would be interested in what um, Islam believes or what mm. Muslims believe, or I'd be interested to understand about Buddhism. And here yeah. in my brain, I'm thinking, uh, no, right. But really, that might just be the beginning of something. But Absolutely, because being an evangelist, to know all the other worldviews, or as many as you can, I mean, that's like prime evangelist. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, you know, not just not just because of Jake's evangelism, but sometimes certain, not, not just kids, but adults, they need, you know, you're telling them, right, you're telling him mm-hmm. the word of God is the only way. Yeah. He comes to church. We say the word of God is the only way. But then he goes online and he sees, he hears Islam and Buddha. And they're saying Islam is the only way. Yeah. Buddha is the only way. And so um, I think certain individuals need to um, not not read it because they want to be persuaded, but they want to read it to be like, is this really the only way? Or do we have seven different ways? Well, I I think everybody comes to a crossroads or they should. And they have to make Christianity uh, their their own decision, their own choice. And people who haven't come to that yet, I think it's very dangerous because you're just going based off of what people somebody else says. Yeah. And so making it your choice is what you need to do. And we do know that Jesus is the only way, and we have experienced him, and we do know that his way is the way and that it is true. And so even though he's reading those things and looking into those things, he's going to be led back to Christ. And so I think it's okay to let him do that. And also, I mean, our first podcast, uh, What is Your Worldview? Mm-hmm. is all about learning other worldviews so that we can have a better understanding of where these people are at. So when we have conversations with them, we know how to have a conversation with right. them. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's good. So do you, do you feel um, that... Uh, you're, I'm trying to form, formulate the question here, that the kids, in, when you're raising the kids um, during your wilderness, secular area, and stuff like that, 
um, was easier than it is now? Oh, absolutely. I'll be, I'll be flat out on this. It's so much easier. Um, How come? Um, I don't really, well, let me think about that. I guess because it was just kind of. I'm not asking to be You just live day by day. You just get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was easier. And and maybe because they were with a sitter a lot, Mm. you know, maybe, um, because I wasn't around a lot. I mean, people will say, no, you were around a lot. And then part of me is thinking I wasn't around a lot, but that's just, that's, that's for another time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I think it is easier, you know, because, um, there are times where your kids will push your buttons. I'm sure you guys know. Yes. And thoughts just like, mm-hmm. you know, fly through your head. And, you know, there have been times that some superlatives would like to fly out of mm-hmm. your mouth because um, that was what you went to, you know. Right. Um, but realizing and, and also trying to understand love languages for my children, you mm. know, because I think that's important to understand that mm-hmm. as well. Like I didn't really even think or care about that. Like Jake's all about words. Like words are his major love language. Words of affirmation. Yes, but if if and if I discipline him and I come at him mm. and I say things like "You're driving me crazy," um, you know, I think he takes that personally. Oh, right. Okay. okay. You know, um, or if I, you know, if you say things like, you know, and, and I don't, parents don't ever say this. <laughs> Why are you being so dumb? You know, right. they'll take that as, oh, you're calling me dumb, yes. right. you know, and really. So I think it was easier that way because I wasn't really concerned about how I was. Parenting. Right. You had to be very intentional now that, you know, you're Christian parenting, very intentional thinking. What I say is going to affect. Yes. For the days to come, for his future to come. Mm-hmm. And I think secular parenting is you're getting through the day and you're focused on when am I going to get my next me time? Um, and, you know, let's just get them happy doing something. And so, yeah, I think that's why it's harder because it is, it's more intentional. You're thinking, you're processing. As you're disciplining, you're processing, okay, how's this going to affect them? What's this going to do? And then right. how are they going right. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is harder. And I, and I think it's harder this time this uh, go around is because I still have some of those other habits mm-hmm. that have to, you know. Do you feel that your house is more at peace now that you're um, a believer and you're serving the Lord? Or do you feel like it was more at peace in the other world, the other side? More peace at the other side. Okay. Okay. And only, and, and only only because I truly believe that since the kids were older, mm. that there we're still, you know, still fighting those um those bad habits, mm. you know, just those 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 roots because I mean, I'm going to think about all the trees that you cut down. You know, you use something sharp to cut them down. Yeah. But if you were trying to pull out those trees by the roots mm. with your bare hands right. and by your own strength, they're not going to come out very easily. So yeah. there are some still some deep-rooted things that I think that still need to be pulled. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, so it's, it's painful on the coming yeah. outside. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's hard coming from the secular world, going to the Christian world, but do you find it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. How come? And because for, <laughs> <laughs> how come? Um, because I, um, my, my ultimate goal is for them to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like nothing at this point else for me really matters. Um, you know, I don't, I don't care if they go to college. I don't, 
I, I care that at the end of the time they knew Jesus because it's not going to matter whether you made a million dollars or wow. you made fifteen hundred dollars. Right, right. So, know? right, the definition of worldly success is just boop gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but that's not what the world is speaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. let your kids uh, follow their dreams, which is great. Let their let your kids do what feels right, which is not great. Yeah. You know, right, right. You know, um, but yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I was just being honest. It was a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. Um, but when you can see their fruit, and yeah. that's something that you can see. I have a cousin who um, raised her kids from the very beginning, you know, of using the word of God. A little bit later with her daughter. Her daughter was probably like one or two um, when she started, but then she had two other boys. Um, and you can see it. You can see it in their respect for adults. You can see it in their servanthood. Um, you can see it in their love for Jesus. Not that they don't have their issues or, right. you know, being teens. Right. But if you can physically see that fruit and know that's because you nurtured it, you you planted it correctly, you pruned mm-hmm. it when it needed to be pruned, mm-hmm. and you yanked what needed to be yanked, then then you're going to see that growth in, in to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you start later in life, there there is going to be some up against the wall. Because the enemy doesn't, enemy doesn't want it. Enemy doesn't right. want you, yeah. your children, to love Jesus. They don't want it to lay down their lives. Mm-hmm. They don't want them to, to turn from what feels good. Yeah. So, what advice would you give somebody who is living in the secular gro- world right now, not has not given their life to Christ, who is either just starting with parenting or going to be starting with parenting? Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Got some abuse going on. Here. <laughs> just starting with parenting. Mm-hmm. No Jesus. I mean, or connect with someone who, who you have a good relationship with, who you've seen, who maybe who knows Jesus, who goes to church, connect Mm -hmm. with a parenting group, Mm -hmm. um, connect with a godly parenting group, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think if you just connect with any only parenting group, everyone's going to be grabbing at straws. Oh, well this week, you know. (laughs) This week we're going to teach them it's okay to lie or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's okay. Go and listen to that rap song. Mm-hmm. It's all right if it has three F words in it. Yeah. It's all right. It's just the yeah. beat that's really good. Yeah. Um, or there's a cartoon coming on and, oh, but this person is, um, you know, they're promoting uh, same-sex marriages. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just watch that. It won't affect you. Right. No, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really, I do believe that, um that you need to connect with someone who that's good has been with God or who is raising yeah. their kids uh, by the standards of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So what about advice to a Christian, to Christian parents who have young kids um, who they haven't really gone all in yet. Do you, in uh, their Christian, their walk with the Lord. And so they, um, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of question. Uh, do you want to just probably take them and be like, no, go all, go all in for Christ um, because you don't want to miss out on these these prime years of, you know, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, um, you know, life moves fast. Mm-hmm. So to delay in the um, decision on Christ, like we believe in God, but we're not going to go all in. Mm-hmm. I mean, before you decide to go all in, it's like your kids are gone. Not because they, but they left, you know, and then you're like, man, we should have gone on in 10 years ago. It's it's all or nothing. Right. It it has to be all or nothing. 
I think, you know, um, it's sort of like going into a pool. You know, it, you you either got to jump in mm. <laughs> and, and, and take it. You or know, to stay out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't be lukewarm for Jesus. Talks about that. I'll spit you out. And yeah. And right. I think I think kids, no, I know kids see right through that. Yes. They see right through that. And then um, I, I've heard so many times uh, being a youth pastor, you know, why? I know I like to say that every podcast, but but <laughs> but seriously, I see so many times where parents are like, my kids are out of control. Yes. And I want to say, uh, well, what have they seen, you know, in you? And I think that um, – if they really grab a hold of, I have to go to my kids, apologize to them, let them know what I did was wrong, and then let them see a true relationship with Christ, a true transformation transformation power uh, of Jesus, um, then they could see that real, because if it, if it doesn't look real in their home, then why in the world would they ever think to apply it to their home or their mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not going to be, it's not yeah. sincere. So you, did your older kids like Jonathan and um, of course Michaela because she she attended for a while before she left. But um, do they go like, Mom, you're crazy? Do they ever are they like, <laughs> like um, you're so different now? Like do they do they say any of that or? No, they don't really say anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just you know you could see, you could just see. Why does it always have to be about God? Because mm-hmm. um, he's but, our life and source. Why not right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she, I mean, she didn't say that more as an adult. She said that more yeah, as, yeah. as the beginning time. Yeah, I would say probably ninth grade. I think we started to come when she was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, and then, you know, it was always, why are you doing that? Um, <laughs> but I think they, I, I know they see a difference. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do know they see a difference. You know, they don't always of say course, it. Yeah. You know, but. Because, yeah, they're kids. Well, I know, <laughs> I know just, too, from, from you know, you being on the worship team um, for how many I years? was trying to figure that out. I don't know. It has to be. Eight f- years? I don't think. Has it been eight? Was, was Eli a baby or was he not born yet? He was no, actually, you, you, you were pregnant with Eli. No, I came on when you were pregnant with Cody. Okay. And so they, five years going on. In five or six years, yeah. Going on okay. six. Okay. So, so I know that just from you, like come, coming to the church, cause you didn't start like when you got saved and through the wilderness, you weren't here. Were you? Uh, yes, I was. I like the, the Taylor end it of it. It was at the tail end. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, so, cause we could see, I know for myself as like your leader for the worship team, like we, I started to see the fruits change. So it was like that you were, you were being more, you're being more rooted you know, and, you know, like the same when you grow fruit trees, they root, shoot, and fruit. Like that's the <laughs> same, they root, shoot, and fruit. And so we started seeing the fruit after you shot up because mm-hmm. you went all in, you know, and this was you coming out of the, obviously the wilderness, like you said, or desert is what you called it. You <laughs> called it the desert. And so, I mean, I know we saw, <laughs> we saw that's the, dif- we saw the difference in you, the fruit and the growth. So I know if we saw that in you, I know for a fact that your kids and, Kids just don't express it. Yeah, especially teenagers. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. They're 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 moody. (laughs) (laughs) They are moody, but yeah. 
So for a family that has been in your same boat, like um, a couple that maybe has a few kids that maybe were, you know, lived the worldly party life, even, you know, let their kids do whatever and then got saved. And now they're trying to bring their kids to church. Like what, what, what ideas or thoughts that like you wish you would have had during that, that you could give. Especially if they're feeling discouraged. Yeah. But it's going to take time. It's not going to be, the change is not going to be instant. You know, the change may be instant for you, but the change is not going to be instant for them. Mm. Um, They're like you said, they're going to need to see, they're going to need to see what's real about this, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, And they really need to identify who Christ is for them. You know, I can tell them all day long that, you know, Jesus is Lord and Savior and he died for your sins and um, it's the very breath that, that you breathe, mm. you know, when you're feeling sad, he's there, you know, you're the apple of God. I can say all those things, but until I think they understand it for themselves, mm. that it, it's not going to be real to them. So but just be consistent, keep pray. going, pray, yep. read well, scripture to them. You know, even right. if it's something you, you don't have to sit down next to them all the time. Now that that's you should, but if you don't at least say, Oh, Billy Joe, I've, I've read this really good scripture today and this is what it means to me. You know, I would sometimes write it on a chalkboard in my house or, um, I would have conversations mm-hmm. about it w- with the kids. That's good. Would you, I mean, would you recommend to like maybe, um, get connected with someone? I was going to say like mentorship or discipleship. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, find someone in your church that has, actually started to raise their kids from the time that they were born and, and had those foundational skills. And I, and I believe sometimes that, you know, churches need to do more parenting classes. Mm-hmm. And I know we do it, but I don't, you know, maybe other churches don't, but really focus on parenting. Mm. Parenting as a child and parenting as a teen. And even yes. parenting as an adult because right. – that's hard too, because mm-hmm. you gotta let go and and yeah, and let it happen. that right, might be the right, hardest. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had. I, I mean, I think it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's different with each one. Right. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know from experience, obviously, but it just sounds really hard to let go. It's okay. It. <laughs> she can't even like let go of like a dead cricket. You know, she's. <laughs> That's where, <laughs> where Eli gets his attachment issues yeah, from. Yeah, that's true. No, but I, I think I think it's a great. I think how you guys are raising your boys are great. Oh, thank you. So I think it's it's thank good. You. Sweet. Any more questions? I think she did a great job. Well then, Stacy, thank you. Nathaniel, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, no, thank you so much for joining us and yes. going over this topic. I know that it can be hard. Um, not the topic itself, but just opening up and knowing that people are going to listen to this, you know? Yeah. Because there's, not, there's, yeah. No real, there's no real, like, privacy when you do it, like, this way. It's not, it's not like a little five-person group, and you're, like, you know, sworn to secrecy that no one can share your testimony or life. But So I know it is, it is challenging, yeah. so we thank you and appreciate you for yes. spending the time to do this. And, you know, we, we constantly pray for the podcast that not only encourages us, but, you know, what you did – here will also can help uh yeah oh, change will. someone that will listen to this or whatnot oh, yeah. so well i hope so i just oh it will not hope so i pray so i'm sorry <laughs> i pray so come on stacy what have i been teaching you 
Oh, well, let's see. No, we <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> no, but yes, being, That's being a, a different parent. Podcast. <laughs> being a parent is definitely tough. It's yes. yes, and and the enemy knows. So some days it's good, and some days it's bad. Yep. 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 You have challenges, and then you have uh, not so many challenges. <laughs> so. yeah, hour by hour. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, but enjoy the. I think I miss. I. I miss the ta- mm-hmm. the tantrums, like when they don't get their way for little things, mm-hmm. because when they get older, it becomes bigger. Right, right, right. Why, why, why can't I do this? Why? Yeah. You're like Olaf. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, Stacy, thank you so much, yes, and uh, for any, uh, thank you guys for joining us on Squeaky Tree Podcast. Yes. We'll see you on the flippity flop. Oh. <laughs>